As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. These niggas Alright, welcome back to Don V Fridays. Virginia Tech is coming off they uh another loss. Two and six. <laughs> uh two and six hokies. Um we got drifting a bit and how you living, my boy? I'm recovering, man. It's been a uh it's been a long weekend of some terrible football. I started off on Thursday with Virginia Tech just getting smoked after we were up twenty one to three and then had my bangles get torched on Monday night football. So I'm just, you know, down bad in the football world. Um, you know, I'm like watching baseball I, I and shit now. Good, I weird. had a good Sunday of betting, and I got to fucking with the Bengals on Monday, right? Oh man, you gave me the kiss of death. You torched me. I got to, I got to fucking with the Bengals. I'm, I'm gonna need all... you. I'm gonna need you betting against the Bengals every week, please. I had all kinds of foolishness going on in the Bengals game. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I hit was uh Nick Chubb going over 80 yards or some shit. Everything else was Bengals related. And then, yeah, and they didn't they didn't do none of that. None they didn't of that. do none of that for me. Before we even get into the Patreons RIP takeoff, that that that's that that was a tough one right there. Um RIP takeoff. And this is the part of the show where I say this senseless violence gotta stop. Look, man, that's it. It's just part of it, bro. I like. I don't want to say niggas die every day, but man, niggas die every day. B. I'm. I, that's a, like, it's fucked up. Like it's fucked up. But my my people, my culture. I'm not talking about hip hop. I'm talking about black people. My people. Like we're the ones that'll say, "Free young thug. He ain't kill nobody." Knowing goddamn well why I say are responsible for the deaths of not even just gang people, but like regular people. And we'll say free thug, free gunner. Knowing goddamn well what they click responsible for and say RP take off. Like fucking ass backwards if you ask me. But hey, I'm guilty of the shit too. Um it, it, it's a it, we the, us black people have a it's a very beautiful, interesting, sick culture. Like I, I don't even know how to explain this shit. Uh, we're hypocrites um, every day. Like if it's somebody you don't know, rapper kills him. Hey man, free that man, man. He ain't do shit. Uh, your favorite rapper does. This shit has to stop. I can't explain this shit. 
it's gotta go both it's, ways. It's 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 it's, it's, it's fucked up. RIP take off. Um, that's all I can say. Uh, any words, Drip? Way too young, man. Twenty eight. It's just twenty eight. Um, he had his whole life ahead of him. Yeah, man. I honestly didn't realize they were that they were that young, uh, especially takeoff. Yeah. You, I mean, I remember No Label too. Shot. That's probably my favorite Migos work. But uh, Takeoff himself said, uh, "You niggas, you trying to be thirty-three? Try to tap, copy me." And he said in the Atlas, "I'm only nineteen. That was 2014. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they were. He, they came in the game like young. as far as major. They was young as hell. So, yeah, yeah and, and and I know it's hard and. It's hard for offset because, like, when somebody dies and y'all ain't exactly on the best terms, and no, they weren't beefing. It wasn't like beef or nothing like that, but they weren't straight. Like, we can sit up here and tell the truth because if they were straight, the motherfucker, it would have been Amigos album. It wouldn't have been no Onkin Few. It wouldn't have been no uh, just two. Me, offset would have been with them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they wasn't exactly on the on the right speaking terms. Or, or whatever. Well, it didn't get nasty or public or, or stuff like or messy, not to use puns and shit, but it didn't get nasty or nothing, but they weren't exactly straight. And that can fuck somebody up. Cause oh, yeah. The only thing we got in this world is time, and you be thinking, man, we'll get right, and then that motherfucker, that person dies, and the last, the last conversation y'all might have had might not have been the good one. It can fuck a person up. It like, definitely can. My sister died, and my pops, like her and my pops wasn't on speaking terms. And my sister died, and my pops, it fucked him up. Like, it'd it be like that. Shit, you'd you be thinking, yeah. oh, yeah, so, she'll come back around, and then motherfuckers up and down your ass. That's what my yeah. dad was with both of his parents. They both, he wasn't really on good terms with either of them, and they, they died pretty young. So, same thing for him. Yeah, man, it's, it's not fun at all. Yeah. Can't have those conversations yeah. you thought you would have had. Yeah, so you be thinking shit sweet or whatever. So if 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 anything we could take from this situation, I know people saying uh gun violence and all that. We at this point where like it's too far gone. Like <laughs> if they was to implement, I mean, I'm talking about the most extreme gun laws, like where it's like, bro, we're coming for your guns. It would take 30 years. From this day, to tr- to to, it, to have this shit normal like other yeah. countries, like it's too far gone. Motherfuckers got too many. It's 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 too crazy out here. So true. it would take so, uh, such a long time. A so lot of people a, would die in the process too. Trying to get a them. lot of motherfuckers with that dad thinking they can take on the police. Let me tell you, only white people think this. By the way, white people, you cannot stop the fucking government. No, you can't. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how many scopes on that AR, bro. You not stopping the government, bro. Did you not see what the fucking government did to the motherfuckers over in Afghanistan? These motherfuckers had rocket launchers and shit, man. This <laughs> U.S. government was over there. Take tan ass up, bro. Killing them. The whole Killing country. Yeah. <laughs> over there, tan ass. Bro, you cannot stop the U.S. Army, bro. You want to talk about some motherfuckers that's ready to shoot some shit? They don't want to be forced to do some shit, but uh, nah, bro. But I don't think 
it's too much money. It's too much money in in the buying and selling of guns. That's a billion dollar industry in this country. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't think about that either. Yeah. Too, too many politicians money. got their hands. They they didn't they didn't shook the hands and kissed the right baby. Shit, guns ain't going to work. Not in this country. Not in my lifetime. Uh. So. But RP takeoff, bro. Like, you hate to see somebody lose their life at 28 on accident. Right. And, you know. You know. Accident purpose. It shouldn't even have came to the guns. They should have just fought all them people. They should have just started fighting. Like, that's what happened. Motherfuckers need to fight some more. Like, I believe violence is the key. Just not gun violence ain't the key. Just fight. Right, right. Just get it out, you know, a little fist. Even if you got to jump them up. Even if if 17 people beat the shit out of Quavo, good. You can go home. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll recover. Shit. Start back fighting. But... This ain't a this ain't a sad podcast. This is a, I guess it is a sad podcast. It's Virginia Tech related, but this isn't a violence podcast. This is a football podcast. At times, we talk about the culture. At times, the sick, beautiful, crazy, lit culture we have. Uh, but Don V Fridays is brought to you by our patrons, the people that keep the lights on, the people that uh, support us, that want to see us win. We thank you all, Frank, Joe Rogers, Jake, Nathan, Angie, Brenda Hill, our legends. Shout out to Susan. Shout out to our guy, Matthew. Shout out to Elaine, legend. Miss Jerry, legend. Shout out to Cam Cobb, who had a birthday last week, legend. Shout out to Amir. Shout out to Dan, legend. Shout out to Beth. Shout out to Beth. Shout out to Beth, legend. Uh, shout out to Lonnie, our friend Lonnie. Shout out to Adam, legend. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Nola. Shout out to Mitch, legend. Shout out to Avery. Shout out to Tom, legend. Shout out to Andrew, legend. Shout out to Treadmill Horse. Shout out to Corey. Shout out to Diddler, legend. Shout out to Luke. Shout out to Ty. Shout out to Greg, Brandon, and Alex, all legends. Shout out to Daniel. Shout out to Nathan. Shout out to Two Quickski. Shout out to Josh Young. Legend. Shout out to Paul Sheldon. Legend. Shout out to Ben and Nick. Legends. Shout out to Marquise. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Valerie. Legend. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Mary and Drew. Shout out to Kobe. And shout out to John. Our patrons. The people that keep the lights on. The people that believed in us. When nobody else did, we had a little podcast that could around here. Yes, um, sir. The <laughs> <laughs> little podcast that could, man. We the uh, Still the underground. Yeah, we the underground podcast. Just on the low ski and shit, giving everybody all the fucking jewels. I be seeing, I be seeing like nerd tears and shit on the timeline, like shit that we was talking about years ago. Like, bro, like we've been told y'all that. Yeah, yeah. we're always, Jews, always the first. Always the first. Jews, we been dropped. Like, oh, oh, now y'all coming around to that. Like, like, especially with the Hendon Hooker discussion. Like, we been said all that. But and we not even insiders. Like, I don't claim to be an insider. Like, Drift don't claim to be an insider. It's just shit. You just need regular, an eyeball. Regular fans watching the game, man. Just watching the game. <laughs> uh, but with the Hendon Hooker conversation. Like now, little nuggets are starting to trickle out. 
I'm like, bro, he ain't need to be, he ain't had to say that for me to know it. Yeah, it's been we got eyeballs. We got eyeballs and a fucking brain, but whatever, man. <laughs> the, the motherfucker that the, the, the motherfucker that discovered Richard Nixon and them he ain't get it rewarded. They try to lock his ass up or some shit. So <laughs> it'd be like that. So NC State, the North Carolina State Wolfpack beat Virginia Tech 22 to 21. Virginia Tech held a 21 to 3 lead in the second half. How? How? I'm an ex drip. How the fuck? How? How, how does how? My big how? question is how does the defensive staff we had a we have a full defensive staff, and you would think that with a lead in the second half, a three-score lead in the second half, you'd think with a defensive staff, we'd be fine, we'd be chilling. Yeah, you know, it was like, let me, it was like let, what, let me also interject for seconds, a second. You know, let, let me interject for a second. I'm not I'm, I'm I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm gonna just throw this in while you while you go. A three-score lead versus a true freshman third-string quarterback. Go. Now go. Yeah, this is the first – this is the first – and I tweeted this out. This is the first game that I place full responsibility on the staff for the loss. Like, we've been talking about talent and all this bullshit about, okay, all these excuses for the staff. But this is the first one, man. I mean, just like I don't understand how you can give this game up uh, to not score another point after that. You know, the NC State just goes on a tear. They're bombing the ball deep. We're getting pushed all of a sudden. There's no safety help. I just uh, – this this was the first one for me where I was like, Fry, man, what's going on? Like, what What is going on here? Um, I would have been more happy if we just got blown out of the water. But uh, to see to see them fold like that, to see the Virginia Tech defense fold like that is not, uh, not what I wanted to see at all. So I was very disappointed. Uh, this was probably the most disappointed I've been all season other than week one. Um, everything else kind of felt like it should, but this one definitely stung. So uh, they got a lot to figure out, man. The offense looks like ass. The only time they can move the balls when they throw it deep and um, defense under pressure, man. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing out there. So it's a tough one. What about you? What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking, okay, first of all, NC State was starting the quarterback that played at Charleston Southern. Pure make-a-wish quarterback. Nobody, none of us thought he was good going in. Uh, pure make-a-wish quarterback, senior, whatever. So, them playing two quarterbacks didn't surprise me. I don't think it ain't surprised none of us. But the fact that that quarterback was prepared for the moment and, a th- and maybe because they was losing so bad, they probably told them, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Like, go out there and just play. Just go play. But it just takes us back. It takes us back to, so you mean to tell me that an 18-year-old, well, we talking about MJ Morris, and he had a great game, but we're not talking about five-star, you know, he was that. This ain't Arch Manning coming in with all this fanfare. Like, yeah. He he had he had FBS offers like you know MJ Morris ain't a bum or nothing but we're not talking about the chosen one coming in we're talking about a young kid that you know had offers had I think he was like a high three star if I'm not mistaken yeah, I mean, there's a reason he was their third string quarterback 
Yeah, he was their third string. Clear. He wasn't I mean, even Devin, supposed to start the game. You know, we, yeah, like Devin said, Leary was the, you know, rock solid starter, but they've had to make a wish motherfucker in for a reason. Yep. And and and, and shout out to Jack Chambers because and shout out to NC State coaches because Virginia Tech coaches would have just stayed with Jack Chambers. Oh well, well, I mean he started the game. I mean shit. No, fuck all that. Like sometimes you just need to see. Well, let's see what this motherfucker can do. Yeah, let him run. That's why he got the uniform on. I don't understand how coaches can sit back and watch their team lose and not try nothing. <laughs> That's the most and, frustrating part. And shout out to NC State. They tried some shit, and it worked. It might not work ever again for the rest of the year. MJ Morris might have just had his, his, his shining moment versus Virginia Tech like everybody else do. Mm-hmm. But... I just didn't understand how, like, we we played that first half and the score ended up zero to three. They got a, a late, they got a late field goal. And, and we were pressuring. We, I mean, like, defense was playing great. We had the blueprint. It was figured defense out. Was good. Defense was good. We had 75 false starts. It was just crazy. Yeah, then we hop out twenty one points, and you're like, okay. Yeah, they come out. They come going? out. They come out at halftime. Clearly, with some type of a some type of an offensive game plan, you see Daquan. It seems like every second half is like, okay. Let's get Daquan right involved. Like they come out. I don't they understand why we can't right just involved. do that off the bat. Like, why? Why? Why do we have to always wait to do that? You know, what I mean? you know they, they they try going downfield to Caleb Smith more often, which. It was working. I mean, shit. And he was making big plays, clearly. I, I just think our passing game is dependent on dudes right now. Have I, I don't recall this season, like, cle- like clever play. You don't see a lot of guys in motion. You don't see, like, you know how, you know what's the, the sexy thing that's even in the NFL, like that orbit motion that, you know what I'm saying, just – even if they're not even behind the the back, yeah, you don't see no flash shit. Like our offense is dudes on dudes, and we don't have the dudes, so that's why the offense looks crazy. Like I'm not a a Tyler Bowen hater because I understand what his offense is. His offense isn't clever. That's cool. It, it, it once, well, I don't even want to say once because we got to find out if Brack can recruit. But I think his offense, if it had players. You know, it it's not gonna be flashy. It ain't gonna be. It's gonna be okay. Okay, we just get open on people. We just run over people. Yeah, it'll be very two yeah, point. And Fuente kind of crippled these players running so much bullshit that they don't know how to just go win. Right. Um, the one on one when the when the rep or win the game, they don't know how to do that shit. They so used to the dumb shit that oh they they used to uh, uh let me set let me set. You trying to set shit up all fucking game instead of just going to win some shit. Right. So I think that's the problem. I don't I don't think Tyler Bowen I can get into some play calls, but I'm not really a Tyler Bowen hater either. I, I I'm just, not a hater either. I understand what he's trying to implement. They're, they're Virginia Tech is trying to become a physical team. They're trying to become a team that dominates its opponent. Fuente was a coach that looked to deceive his opponents and and, and, and both works. 
both works. You can be clever. Right. You just uh, need different players for it. You just need different players. Fuente was so I he was so worried about the skill gap, uh what's the word? Talent gap that he felt like he needed to run all the bullshit, jet sweeps, and we, we we've been on that shit. But uh Tyler Bowen's Tyler Bowen is more of a yo, go get open. I trust y'all to do this shit. So yeah, hopefully with some better players that'll happen. But what do you think about what do you think about the defensive collapse? Like, was there anything that you saw you were disappointed in? I was, was I was just a, just a complete fold. That was that's what disappointed me the most. That the team the team didn't quit. The team didn't quit. The team hasn't quit all year. I haven't seen nobody quit. But they still eight weeks in don't know how to finish a game. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like y'all don't know how to like they like how y'all just a team that's just losers. Like how y'all like like how when as soon <laughs> as as soon as NC State scored a touchdown, as soon as they scored a touchdown, like we fumble the next kickoff. Like the it's like it's everything that can go bad does go bad. Like nobody like steps up and say, okay, I'm gonna fucking take this home. I'm gonna finish this game off. Right. Like nobody says, yo, put it on my shoulders, bro. I got this shit. Like we ain't losing this. And that I definitely just have not seen that at all. It just seems like it's a ripple effect of like once something bad happens, boom, it's just it's over. Yeah, yeah. and then the you heads go it. down. You can feel it. You know, everybody gets tight. The offense and, just completely stops doing anything. And 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 I, and I know I know we talk about Fuente a lot, and this is year one for Pry, but that is the culture that Pry is trying to get out of here. Like, just like that loser shit. Like, I think motherfuckers are just accustomed to losing. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I don't think they like losing. Like, I think I, I see some fans say like. You know they they like losing or they don't care. I think they care. I think they just Those used football to players. Everybody cares. <laughs> They're not out there to fucking lose. I think they just used to the shit. So yeah. when they see it, they're familiar. Oh fuck, here it comes. And they know you what's know? gonna happen, so they just fold into it. They just fold. They just fold. But that was uh, tough to see. Some from of it be just. I, I don't know. I just I from from Prize perspective of being a defensive guy, just man. Just true freshman coming back three scores second half. A true freshman, yeah. and and that and and when you see a true freshman who was their third string quarterback coming into the season, and he he he's slinging his bitch. This you know he's slinging his bitch. Sayer Thomas, who was uh, I don't know Cooper wow. Cup apparently, <laughs> like yeah. come he's, he's Cooper killing us. He's killing us and shit like. They let him air that shit out, and I gotta, I gotta address, I gotta address this shit because we, we, we gas bro up, we gas this man up. Um, Joe Rudolph, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, bro? Like, can we have a real conversation about Joe Rudolph? Because Joe Rudolph came in, Joe Rudolph came in with more fanfare than prior. Let's be real. Yeah, that was like the staple hire. And his offensive line has not gotten better. It's getting worse. It's, uh, we're seeing more more undisciplined play, more penalties, 
how many false starts? Now, some of those false starts was on special teams, and some was on, and one was on Caleb. Uh, one of them was on on Caleb. Caleb Smith, yeah. So you don't get the whole ten, but goddamn, bro, how many times is people gonna commit pre-snap penalties before you yank somebody for Mason? This series, you holler, chill with me, bro. You, 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 you over here with me. It was some shit like they had like seven different false starts on like seven different people at one point. Yeah, that shit was ridiculous, man. It was so frustrating to watch. It was just every fucking play. You're just, you're, I was just worried pre snap. I was just like holding my breath pre snap. Can we get the ball off? I don't know. Did we get the shit off without foolishness? And, and that, and that's got to be on the coach because you either, you either you either allowing the shit or you coaching the shit, right? Because it can't be it can't be no other thing other than that. Joe Rudolph, we gotta have a conversation, my boy. Your offensive line ain't getting better. You looking real funny in the light, my boy. You Joe Rudolph looking real funny in the light without Wisconsin, and then when a whisk a former Wisconsin transfer goes to goes to Kansas. Was that not your position, my boy? What the fuck is going on with Joe Rudolph? Like, ain't nobody, listen, no other Virginia Tech probably even going to even bring this shit up but us. But you was the man at Wisconsin. Wisconsin fires their coach. Wisconsin got all these players, I ain't going to say all these players, but they got players looking, looking to leave already or when the season leaves. I don't think none of them coming to take. What's up, bro? Like, and if the excuse is that the players are bad, like, bro, just get those players. Just go get those players. What the fuck you got here? Exactly. Like, but you can't get them either. So if you can't make what we have here better and you can't get them, what's going on? (laughs) What's going on? Joe, the Joe Rudolph lies ain't holding up, bro. And, and, when you eight games in, you that it ain't a sample size no more. It is what it is. Like, I'm not about to sit up here and act like we had a terrible offensive line last year. I ain't doing that. I ain't even gonna do Vance Vice like that because I like Vance Vice. <laughs> yeah, actually, Vance uh, Vice was like probably one of the best coaches we had. Yeah, I liked Vance Vice. And Vance Vice, if anything, our offensive lines were decent. Like to very good in 2020, we had a really good offensive line. Uh, as far oh, as oh, opening Christian up, Darshaw in the first round. Yeah, we had a what they was doing for Khalil Herbert and all of that. Like, yeah. So, brought in Brock we, Hoffman. We, yeah, we didn't see. Yeah, what they did with Brock Hoffman. Shit, I had my ass thinking Brock Hoffman was. Gonna get drafted, like third round, fourth round. I think he's like, on a fifty-three man roster right now, too. Yeah. So shout out to Brock Hoffman and Garrison, Luke Tenuta, and them. Like that was oh, I can't forget about Doug Nestor starting P five, um, Brian Hudson starting P five. Like Vance Vice was doing the that the goddamn thing, and he ain't have five stars either. So. I can't completely just chalk this whole offensive line up to just, oh, that's the the Fuente leftovers because Vance Vice was good at his job. So yeah, those are Vance Vice recruits. So, hey, Joe Rudolph, what's up? 
like I we also talked. I mean, we talked about the offensive scheme change, and you know, they probably they went from more probably zone blocking to being asked to flat out run people over, which you know, probably not their bag, but still the penalties and shit. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing if we have like issues getting your you know assignments down, but we can't even get off the ball. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a whole different yeah. whole different problem. Like you're just disciplined at that point. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, Stu Hope, let me holler at you. What the fuck? Like special teams is crazy this year. Special teams ain't been this bad. I haven't seen bad special teams at Virginia Tech since like 2013. It's and Horrendous special teams. Um, Stu Holt. What the fuck, bro? Um, and Stu Holt is the running backs coach, and all the running backs look like ass other than Malachi Thomas. Yeah. yeah and, and I don't think we have a back that's over 200 yards rushing. Uh, oh. And if it is 200, that motherfucker might be at 200. It's crazy right now that Virginia Tech cannot find a consistent run game in the ACC. We ain't asking them to go run over Bama tomorrow. In the ACC, they can't find a consistent run game. It's crazy. It's scary. Yeah, it's not not looking good. Because either Fuente left us worse than a G5 roster Oh, these people can't coach. Well, I mean, hey, man, we we knew the roster going into the season. Everybody knew the roster going into the season, and we all projected. Yeah, we thought the roster coming to the season. Yeah, we thought it was a six and six roster. Right. Which is which is we had people out here saying nine and three. They were liars. Right, buddy. But I'd say the majority of people probably were seven and five, and that we knew the roster. We we weren't, you know. Yeah, yeah, we wasn't blind to the shit, but we did think that the roster was good enough to win six games against that schedule. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what's concerning. So to sit back, the NC State game that was one of the ones where everybody was like, "All right, we'll give it up." That's a loss. But everybody else, maybe Miami, we we we, everybody else marked them that shits down as wins. Like, no, that's dope. That's dope. Okay, and the other thing to consider too is everybody is worse than we thought they'd be. You know what I mean? Like, like right. NC State is worse than we thought. UNC is worse than we thought. West Virginia is fucking terrible. Uh, so, ODU is ODU terrible. Yeah, I mean, everybody's worse than we thought. I mean, we're, granted, yeah. we are too, but, like, come on. So, hey. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's why I said this is the first game that I'm kind of like, all right, you get like coaching staff. We we really need to start having these conversations. Yeah, coaching staff get decided. At some point, we need we need that game where it's like, okay, we can believe in what you guys are doing on the field, and we just haven't had that yet. We haven't had that all season. I was hoping that would come in this like little four or five game stretch, and we just we haven't seen it. So, yeah, coaching staff officially gets decided. The there were rumors, rumors that. The second half, Brad Glenn was calling plays. I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. Um, um, and and we did this shit with Fuente and Corn. And every time it seemed like the offense would put together a good draft. Oh, Fuente called the plays on that. We, I'm not about to do this. We're not doing that. We ain't doing that. We're not doing this. 
So you mean to tell me that I guess Bradley, I guess he called the third quarter. But we got a 21-3 lead. We called it, we had a 21-3 lead and he stopped and <laughs> gave the reins back to Tyler Bowen. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing there you this. Yo, you're, you're up now. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing this. Pass the controller yeah. back. Yeah, if the motherfucker, if the motherfucker started calling plays in the second half and he finished the game uh calling plays, there ain't no head coach gonna just let some shit like that. All right, well, well bro, get us back up. Well, get the offense going and then give it back to Tyler. Oh man. Tyler Bowen called them plays. He came out of halftime with a with a with a bit of energy. He he did his fucking, he made some adjustments and it worked. That's it. He and 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 Dan Mullen, all broadcast was like, throw it deep. <laughs> Dan sure Mullen's like, yo, throw that bitch. <laughs> so I mean, Dan Mullen's a coach himself. So he he know what the hell he's seeing. He like, yo, test them, test, throw the shit, throw the ball. And he was telling them, NC State, throw the ball on us, throw that bitch. Yeah, oh. both, both teams. Both teams. And both teams opened it up in the second half. And you got way more scoring in that second half than the first half. But I do not believe that uh, Brad Glenn called all the good stuff, all the good offense, and handed it back over once we started uh, struggling. Not a chance. Not a chance. That was some some stupid insider rumor that people are spreading around. Right. Because the shit was good. So it could have been Tyler Bowen. Because people, everybody hates their their OC. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just the way it goes. But we used to do that shit with Fuente and Corn. Like, like I do believe that open the script Fuente probably did have a big hand in that shit, but anything after that, no, I don't think Fuente was. Uh, okay, let me let me let me step in for this call to call good plays, and then I'm gonna give it back to you. No, no, no. So the Hokies are two and six, and um, that two and two. During this October stretch, was a lie. Uh, yeah, we lied. It. We lied. Big cap. Them motherfuckers went zero and four. Didn't win not one of those games. And the, I guess the part that hurts the most is yes, we're about to the, the schedule is about to get easier, but this this program's inability to prove that you okay. Virginia Tech is on the upswing. Nobody's about to give a fuck about these next, what, how many games we got left? What, what was that, game eight? Four? Yeah. Um, Nobody is about to give a shit about the next four games. You have to beat the teams that you're recruiting against. <clears throat> yes. You know, yes. We, like we're, we're playing against UNC, we're playing against Pitt, we're playing against, you know, uh, Miami and NC State, we can't NC get a win State. against that. I mean, we're we're not recruiting against George, Georgia Tech, you know. So who are we trying to impress with that game? Recruits aren't going to care. I mean, I mean, yeah, big picture. I mean, West Virginia, like when you're on these stages, like people want to see wins. It's about to be flip season. I mean, it is flip season. Kids are flipping. Kids are decommitting. Yeah, Minson Kelly to, just committed to Clemson like last week. And to not have. You know, one like not even a well, we don't even have a good Twitter performance that we can just hey, remember that game? 
you know, just... that's what I'm saying, man. That's why I, I that's what I that's what I want from the staff. I just need one of those games. Just give me one of those games where we can look back on and be like, all right, that was it. You know, we saw a blue. That's all I want because the schedule gets a hell of a lot easier, but we're gonna be playing on regional sports networks. We're gonna be playing noon games. Maybe UVA might be at 3:30, but who's gonna watch this shit? Everybody's gonna be watching Ohio State, Michigan. Everybody's gonna be watching the Iron Bowl. Like, yeah, I mean, we're gonna. I mean, the, the only I think the only impressive thing we can do from here on out is just beat the shit out of UVA. You right, know? and nobody outside the Commonwealth will care. Exactly. So, but I mean, that'll be that'll be at least pretty good for like the in-state recruits. But still, I mean, I, I, that's a stretch even to beat the shit out of UVA. I don't even. Think, I don't. Even, I, I think the in, I think the in-state recruits already know we better than them. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so, been a shitty season. It's been a shitty. Yeah, it's been yeah, a shitty it's been a, season. It's been a disappointing season. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's been a disappointing season. Um, I'm not firing any coaches, but I do want a conversation with Stu Holt and uh, Joe Rudolph after last week's performance. Um, once again, I'm gonna put some respect on Cheetah's name. I know people gonna say, "How the fuck?" The, the, yeah, the Cooper Cup went crazy on us. Look, man, he got freshmen out there. DJ Harvey and Mansoor Delane. Mansoor Delane is playing ball, bros. He's playing ball. He's going up and like actually trying to contest balls and like I think he, you know, he lost those two, those two deep balls yeah. towards the end. But hey, man, as a DB, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose balls. Like you're gonna lose. He's matchups. playing ball. DJ Harvey gave one. He's playing ball. That's that's the freshman growing pains I can live with. Right. People say play freshman. That's that's gonna come with it. I'll take um, it. I'll take they it. Out they'll there, get better. They out there playing. I don't have a problem with shit like that. Like I did a space after the game, and people was talking about you know touchdowns being given up. I'm like, bro, that's part of the game. When you put when you when you go with freshmen, that's the shit that's gonna come with it. Uh, shout out to shout out to the young the young. Yeah. DBs. And I I haven't seen I haven't seen them getting burnt. You know what I mean? Like they're not out there chasing down receivers after they're catching the ball. Like, they're, they're, right there. There. they're right there. They're in position. You know, maybe they lose at the catch point. I'll live with that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're there. They're they gonna get stronger. But we've seen DBs get torched like five yards yeah. behind the player. You get like running for their lives. You know what I mean? Cook, cook, hook, cooked and booked out that mug. I can live with the shit that uh DJ Harvey and uh Mansoor and Cam Johnson. I can live. I can live with whatever they got going on. I can live with it. So shout out to them. Uh, we we said we wanted a youth movement. That's gonna be part of it. Mm-hmm. We our frustration is mostly with we got fifth and sixth strength. We got fifth and sixth year motherfuckers out there giving it up, right. living it up. You know. So that, that those those are the issues. We two and six. Um. Let's get into this week nine. These week nine last. These, these we week nine last, bro. We got, we got well, a lot of lies this week. We got the praising. We got the praising Dino and his and his hair and his hairline and all this other shit. And look how and look how look how he do me. Look how he do us. <laughs> NC State, yeah, I, I, NC State. Notre Dame beat the shit out of them people. Both uh, had cues. We both had cues. We had 
we was following Vegas, honestly. We ain't know nothing about UConn. Uh, we were just following Vegas. Even Vegas didn't know shit about UConn because UConn did beat Boston College. Hey, Boston College is terrible. They're fucking horrific. Boston College it makes is sense terrible. why we beat them. Right. And the only time we looked halfway dominant was against them. Uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia, I said that, you know, I'm always on the wrong side of Georgia Tech. Um, Not this time. I think we both had Florida State, right? No, we both had Georgia Tech plus 24. We both had Georgia Tech? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we both lost that one, too. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, listen. It is. We didn't want to, we didn't want to take the uh Florida State minus 24. That was a fuckload of points. <laughs> so we so we rolled the Georgia Tech and they got smoked. Yeah, they ass. Well, listen. Please do not use your rent money when listening to these picks. Please use whatever sad money you get. Don't end up owing your bookies. Uh Miami versus UVA was actually a push. Miami won by two. <laughs> we didn't lie. We didn't dare the truth. <laughs> right in the middle. Uh oh, Wake. Mm. I think I had Wake Forest. Uh, then you take Louisville. I took Louisville. I've been loving Louisville this year, man. They've been paying off for me big time. You you've been shitting on them the whole year, but hey, I've been on the wrong side of some Louisville situations, and I'm tired. I'm tired <laughs> of it. You're gonna get on it this week just for them to get torched. Right. I've been on the wrong side. I've been on the wrong side of UVA, Georgia Tech, and Louisville like all year. Oh, I'm tired. I'm just tired. And last but not least, <laughs> UNC dominate dominates Pitt. Um, I had Pitt. You had UNC. I had UNC. Another bad week for both of us. So we both went two and four. Vito is ten and twelve on the year. I'm thirteen and nine. Four game. No, three it's games. Bad. It is bad. Then the Hokies lost too. I guess that counts as a lie. So damn. So you don't get no worse than that. But <laughs> we press on. We a hey, we mash on. That's the thing. That's the thing about football season. Till it's the end of the season, you always got another week to get more lives in. Week. 10 in the Atlantic Coast Conference. We got the Duke Blue Devils at Boston College. If I'm not mistaken, this is Friday night. No. Um, this yeah. should have been the that should have been the red bandana game. I don't know why they wasted red bandana game on Clemson. They was not gonna pull that one off. Like 9-11 hits home for a lot of Americans. And for them to try to use red bandana night versus Clemson. Was don't put that on bro's name, bro. Like don't do that. Yeah, that was like like now now you getting greedy with the shit. Like use the shit against Duke on a Friday night. You can pull it off. They tried. They tried to. They tried some bullshit. But uh, Duke minus nine and a half I'm at Boston Duke. College. I'm taking Duke. take easy money. Boston I'm, College I'm, is terrible, horrific. I'm taking Duke. I'm taking Duke. I ain't never ever, I ain't never in my life seeing Boston College this bad. 
They're horrific. They're horrific. Terrible. Like I done seen some bad Boston College teams, but I don't. I can't remember under Adazio, even under Adazio, them being this bad. Who was the motherfucker before Adazio? That motherfucker. He got fat. He he, he was trying to be on some flash shit. Uh, Jeff Jagosinski or some shit. He thought he was the shit. They told they <laughs> told his ass. ass man, they told his ass, listen, don't go interviewing for no NFL jobs. You know this motherfucker was like, I, he thought he was Kanye. He was Kanye before Kanye. But man, y'all <laughs> motherfuckers gonna fire me. Okay, okay, Jeff. Fad is dumbass. Fuck. But shout out to Boston College. UNC, the oldest rivalry in the South. Or the South oldest rivalry. UNC at UVA. Um, shout out to our guy OG who prayers, uh, prayers to OG who, uh, we got you in our thoughts. Yes, sir. But uh, but um, UNC is seven and a half point favorites on the road. It's looking like easy money to me. I know I'm always on the wrong side of UVA, but that UNC is looking like easy money to me. All right, you taking UNC? I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking UVA. I just. Feeling a close game from from the Cavs, so I'm gonna roll with it. You know, shout out Ike and OG. Um, I'm feeling it this week. I don't think they win. I think they just keep it close. Maybe three point loss, something like that. You know. I seen Brendan Armstrong get hurt last week. I and I know a lot of people didn't watch UVA versus Miami, but it was blacked out here, and I was able to find the stream. And Brandon Armstrong been getting injured a lot this year, like getting up slow. He's been getting hit a lot this year. Getting hit, like he's kind of he's kind of like this year's Burmeister, but like, bro, like he's clearly nicked and knacked and fucked up all year, but they just keep putting him out there. I don't know, bro. Uh, I think the wheels getting ready to like fall off, fall off. He because he been having some scary looking injuries and. Somehow getting back up, so right. I, yeah, I, give me I don't know. I think I think you. I think uh, Vegas would have pulled the spread a little higher. I don't know. It seems a little low to me. Seven and a half. I would have thought it'd be more after uh, UNC's performance. So hell yeah. Okay, so moving on, moving on. We got the hardest game in the ACC to pick. We got Q's number twenty. Q's who needs a win at Pitt. Cuse, no, Pitt, Pitt is favorite. Three and a half points. Cuse is on a, what, two-game losing streak. Uh, what what you got? What you got shaking? Cuse, I got to take Cuse here. I think they bounce back. Pitt just got smoked last week. Uh, I don't think they're as good as we thought they'd be. Another one of those teams that we that we thought they'd be better than they actually are. Um, and, of course, we couldn't beat them. But I'm taking Cuse here. I'm liking I'm liking them to come back. I want to see. I also really want to see Cuse end the season ranked. I think that'd be really cool for them too. So also just hoping they win this game too. I'm gonna take Cuse. Uh, Pitt Pitt is giving me no reason to have faith in them. I I got a I got a feeling in my I got a feeling in my stomach that like Cuse is about to be like fall off and be like average like the rest of us, but. Yeah, give me Q's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride with Q's. Yeah, we got to. 
This game is normally a fun one. Number four, Clemson at Notre Dame. Clemson only three and a half point favorites on the road. Um, yeah. Prime time, 7.30 p.m. NBC. Might be a chilly one. It might not be super cold, but chilly. It might be, be a chilly It'll be night. cold. It'll be cold up in South Bend, I'm telling you right oh, now. Oh, it gets cold up, <laughs> it gets cold up there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's like Michigan, damn near. I mean, they're like literally on the on the border. It'll, oh, it'll be, okay. It'll be cold. It'll be cold up there. So we got some cold weather rolling in. Clemson is three and a half point favorites. Um, hey, I'm taking the Tigers. Um, they haven't they haven't lost enough for me to lose faith. Um, give me the give me the Tigers, man. All that DJU shit. Hey, can, I, can we put some respect on DJ Uwe Ungalale's name? Like, it seemed like Twitter couldn't wait for him to have a bad game. Oh, yeah, like, they were on his ass. <laughs> they was on his ass. They had already put him at uh, UCLA next year. Like, come on, bro. Like, did it's he, like they – you get pulled during the – during the uh, – The Q's – yeah. But my he, thing is this. He, bounce, he bounced back. But my thing, but my thing is this: like, if he had been struggling all year, I get it. But come on, man, come on! It's like they could not wait. Twitter could not wait for him to have a bad game, and he had a pretty good season up until that point. So yeah, he's had a pretty good season, much better season than last year, that's for sure. Way better season than last year, and we don't follow Clemson. Well, I don't, so I don't know if I think if if Dabo said. Uh yeah, we're gonna go with the quarterback because they got a five star backup. I can't think of his name, but um Cade Clubnick or whatever. Yeah, Club Nick. If if they was really going with Club Nick, I think it I'd have seen like hella tweets about that shit. So they must right. be sticking with DJ. But um I'm taking I'm taking Clemson. What who you said you had? It's it's upset week for me. I got Notre Dame. Upset week, they're on upset alert. Going up to the cold weather, going up north. Uh, you know these motherfuckers be, lost hey, to Marshall, man. right? It, yeah, but they beat the shit out of Cuse, and uh, last time I checked, Clemson couldn't do that. So, hey, man, I'm just saying there's a reason the spread is close. Uh, Notre Dame is always a tough place to play, especially when they get up for it, especially at nighttime. I've seen crazy shit happen at, in South Bend at nighttime. So, um, I think this could be scary. It could be pretty spooky for Clemson. This could seriously fuck up the ACC's chances at getting in the playoffs if they lose this game. So, um, this is true. Oh, it would definitely big, fuck it this up. Is, this is a bigger – I think this is a bigger game than most people think it is. So, uh, this could be a huge game for Marcus Freeman to get some major respect in South Bend going towards next yeah. year. And Notre Dame – I mean, the last time they beat Clemson, uh, DJ was the quarterback. That was like the COVID year. 2020, and, and, and Trevor Lawrence had caught COVID, and DJ went in there and put up 400 yards passing, but Notre Dame did win the game. And since since that Marshall game, Notre Dame uh, has only lost to Stanford, and it was a very strange 16 to 14 game. So uh, you know they they beat they beat North Carolina pretty well. You can't only lose to Stanford. So. Stanford is hella ass. Yeah, they're pretty bad, That's but right. uh, That's bad. Yeah. Notre Dame is is five and three. They're not the worst team. They're not the worst team out here, so taking Notre Dame here. We'll see. Taking Notre Dame. My roommate the best actually team in the Commonwealth. Game, so okay. Cool. The best team in the Commonwealth 
JMU, or I guess Liberty. It's it's not between UVA and Virginia Tech people. It's between JMU and Liberty. Uh, you can argue amongst yourselves who the best in the Commonwealth, but JMU probably the biggest game in JMU history that don't involve Virginia Tech. JMU at Louisville. Louisville only seven and a half point favorites. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm taking Louisville, but shout out to JMU. Like that's a crazy line for them. It was just like their first year FBS or some yep. shit. Literally first year. And they're ranked actually. I think they're the first team to ever come up to FBS and get ranked in their first year. Insanity. That's a hell of a program. I can't, I can't, I, it's a it's a lot of tech fans that hate JMU for beating us back in 2010. Hey man. If I'm a JMU fan, I would never apologize for any loss. I mean, for any win. Like, fuck out of here. Y'all was, I don't give a fuck if Tech played a game the day before. They supposed to win the game. They act like they never seen the zone read before. So <laughs> that's on Tech. You got to win that game. I don't give We played Boise State uh, on Monday and had to play. I don't give a fuck if we played JMU on Tuesday. You win the game, man. We had a five-star quarterback. Uh, Stars Matter. This is a Stars Matter podcast. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? You couldn't bring you couldn't bring that bitch home. No, nah, bro, you win that game. I don't care. Yeah. So shout out to Jamie. It, uh, I'm also taking Louisville though. I'm home. taking I'm taking gotta, Louisville. I gotta stay home. Stay home with Louisville. Got, they got their life together. But shout out to JMU for having a decent season. It's hard to transition from FCS to FBS. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this. ODU was a damn good FCS program, and they had only been around for a couple of years. That jump to FBS is just different. It's hard. Like, oh, yeah, man. And not a lot of teams do it either. It's kind of rare. North Dakota State. Let North Dakota State move yeah, their ass to the back. They should. I'd, I'd want them to. But they've been smoking people in FCS for years, and they never even wanted to go up to FBS. Yeah, yeah they can't ass up to that Mac. And next thing you know, you playing on a road at Toledo. And Toledo got the same athletes you got. Shit, shit could get spooky real quick. Yeah. The Mac sucks, man. I, I, I've I been pretty upset recently just because the Mac is so bad. And you talk about the Sun Belt. Sun Belt's actually cool. Like, I like the Sun Belt a lot. Uh, as a yeah, shout out, to, shout out to the Fun Belt. Yeah, man. But the Mac is terrible. Like, they just – they have nothing cool going on. A bunch of lame schools. <laughs> shitty athletes. And, like, they got no program that's, like, you can put your hat on. You know what I mean? I mean, Toledo used to be good for a little while, but – and Buffalo was okay here and there. But yeah, you're going to disrespect – you're going to disrespect Wednesday night action. Okay, I, I appreciate them for playing games. Like, Central's playing right now, and I was watching it before the podcast, but that's the only thing they do is schedule on the days that I have nothing else to do. <laughs> like, I would never watch Matt football other than when it's the only thing on TV. And I went to a Mac school. Like, I can shit on the Mac because I'm from the Mac. And it's just bullshit. Uh, so, what what Dion and them say? Or who was swag or whatever? So, you Mac? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, he ain't Mac. I'm Mac. <laughs> Shout out to Swag, man. Shout out to Dion and them. Where we at? Yeah, we, we both, we've okay, and going back, we both took we both took Louisville, staying home. We both took Louisville. Okay, FSU 
at Miami. It's rivalry week. This was one of the biggest rivalries in college football, but they both ass, so nobody cares. Florida State is actually favorite seven and a half points um, as on the road. I've heard the term uh, dope south before because, like, when Miami fans don't care, Florida State, Florida State fans will show up and yeah. not pack their stadium out, but they can they can make it a home field advantage for themselves. Also, a lot of a lot of Florida State fans in Miami. A lot of Florida State. A lot of Florida. I don't know how the fuck Miami got uh, Komani McLean and, and recruiting over Florida. Well, people gonna say money, but right, that was party. Like, <laughs> that was uh, I mean, he from Lakeland, Florida, though. Like, he ain't engulfed in that shit where, like, he impressed. Like, Mario sold something. I know yeah. he, I'm, I'm pretty sure NIL plays the part, but shit, Florida not a poor school. So, I mean, my, Cristobal is a good recruiter. I will give him that. Yes. And he did that and, shit and, really well at Oregon. He was a great recruiter for Oregon. He, he indeed, so but to still be able to pull the number what the number two corner of this class, yeah, and, 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 and oh, a, a, a couple of days after having a sissy fight with UVA, like it's crazy. Like, it, you had two games where bad offenses, Duke and Middle Tennessee State, damn near went for 50 on you, and you can still convince a top corner to stay. Um, a hey, more power to him. Yeah, Shout out. Uh, that's it. I got Florida State. Um, oh, man. This is a tough one to call, honestly. I feel like these are the games that Miami actually gets up for. Right. Um, and that's why it's difficult. I mean, I'm going to go Miami just because the spread is seven and a half. Like, I feel like they'll lose, but I mm-hmm. I feel like it'll be close. Yeah, absolutely. That game can go. It's every, I feel like every single direction. That's how Miami is. With those, those I'm I'm only games. going with Florida State because they have shown to have an offensive pulse. I don't oh, know yeah. what the hell Miami I mean, got going on. From a pure football standpoint, like Florida State is by far the better team. Like this spread should be probably like eleven or twelve for Florida State, but just the fact that it's a rivalry game in South Beach, I don't know, man. It's always a spooky one. So I gotta stay. It is spooky. So maybe, maybe if they make it dope, Campbell South, and and Miami fans end up for it, and Miami team is checked out, we about to find out if, if Mario Cristobal is, is really, you know, the motivator and slash coach, you know, that he he came and built that. He's he's already lived up to the recruiting, but right, he got to get these guys up for this game because, um. It, that's still a game that people will want to see. Uh, you know, seven thirty. It's still a primetime game for a reason. So, right. So, last, close. last but not least, before we get into the tech Tech Mobile, uh, number twenty one Wake Forest at number twenty two NC State. You want to you want to talk about two teams that's. I honestly think that's going to be a good game. Uh, what you guys shaking out in this rivalry ACC Atlantic game? Uh, well, I guess we can start with the fact that both these teams should have been so much better than they actually are. Like, this game could have been 
a huge game, honestly. It could have been college game day. Yeah, Yeah, it could have been college game day. It should have been going into the season the way both teams were supposed to be. But we always talk about how when NC State is supposed to be good, they never are. They should have put this game week three, honestly. (laughs) That would have been much better. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm taking Wake here. Wake just got blown out last week. I think NC State is going to probably play that, uh, probably play MJ Morris again. But I think they're going to have him figured out. And he probably would have a little second-game slump. So, taking weight. I'm also taking weight for the exact same reasons. Um, MJ Morris had his shining moment versus us. The book is out. I feel like Wake is on game plan for him and look to bounce back, get back into the win column, and, yeah. go, and go forward with their lives. So, yes. Yes, that 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 is your week ten. Uh, obviously, last but not least, we have the Tech Mobile Virginia Tech versus Georgia Tech. For once, we're playing a team that's worse than us. Offense, defense, at all, all of it. They're all, um, it's all bad. It's gonna be a terrible game. No, it's all bad. If <laughs> the only way Tech can gain some whatever is if we blow them out, which we're not. We didn't even blow out Wofford. Um, so I can't sit up here and call a blowout, but they would need to blow them out for fans to feel happy about some shit. Because if we have a a slop fight with them and win it, you know, people will take the win. I think Pride needs to win bad as shit. But yeah, um very bad. But uh I think a blowout win would, would make people okay. It's getting better, even though you know Georgia Tech is worse than us. I mean these motherfuckers got – they average 16 points per game. Yeah. And we hate our offense. What are the odds this game ends in, like, the the 0-0 zero to zero tie? <laughs> oh, like the Wakey League game? The, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, the, the, the meme game. I think we would – I would – I mean, our defense is played well, at least. I would take it from a defensive standpoint. I'd still be fucking pissed. Nah, I would take it. But uh, this, they're terrible. Uh, Jeff Sims has been hurt. I feel like like we talk about wasting people's talent, wasting people's time. Jeff Sims, bro, you don't got nothing else to prove, man. Get the fuck away from them people, man. Yeah. I, I, know, I know he's granted a ne- another year. I think he should be a junior this year. I think this would be his junior year. I think so, yeah. Jeff Sims, you got two more years of eligibility if you count the Kobe year. Get the fuck out, bro. Hey, come here, man. <laughs> I'd take Jeff Sims. You'd take Jeff Sims. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, would you? Realistically, think, like if, if Jeff Sims committed, would you say he's the best quarterback on the roster at Virginia Tech? <laughs> Don't get me the line, man. I, I, I think, <laughs> don't get me the line because Jeff Sims, I've seen Jeff Sims flash talent. Like I've seen him flash some talent. Here oh yeah, there. he was a four star. He was a good player. I just think I think they broke him. I think they broke him. But shit, people probably thought we broke Hendon. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes that changed the scenery, but the way Tyler Bowen, see Tyler, see. Hendon went to some clever offensive coaches with 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 just uh, with talent around him. Well, not at the time though. 
like when Hendon went to Tennessee, they were not what they are now. They were not shaping up to be like they are now either. I mean, when he went there, Josh Heupel was the coach. I mean, they they just hired him, and it was that whole debacle. They, they, they couldn't find a coach, and Josh Heupel was like their last choice, and it was it was like bad vibes in Tennessee, and that was yeah. like, I mean, it was weird at the time. But I mean, who knows, man? If Jeff Sims committed to Virginia Tech, I would be I'd be happy with it. I'd be fine with it. With diff with with a different scheme, I would be happy with it because I mean, I think he would be in the exact same boat, Jeff Sims. He'd be in the exact same boat as he, as he is at Georgia Tech right now. Because mind you, when Je- when Jeff Sims went there as a freshman, they were still trying to convert that option roster. Exactly. Yeah, that was so the, their coach's what first or second year, something like that. Yeah, that was Jeff Collins' first year, and. I couldn't pinpoint what the issues are now because I don't watch that much Georgia Tech football. I know he's been. I know Jeff Sims is hurt, has been hurt, or whatever. It's it's fucked up. It ain't no other way to put it. It's fucked up. I think him coming here, it would be much of the same. I don't think he would be able to flourish, honestly. Then if they get any quarterback out, out the portal, it's going to have to be a big, like big. It's going to have to be a talent, like somebody that can like overcome what's going on. Right, right. Like, like, listen, bro, you're going to get some free rushers at you. You're going to have to stand in there and take some shots. You're going to have to carry the help carry the run game. Like, it's going to have to be that type of stud athlete. Right. Um, anybody coming in to make plays and fit in the system, no. It's mm-hmm. not going to work for you. What, what do you think I got to do? Oh, man. Every time. Put me on the spot. Uh, man, we've been saying the same thing for weeks. We just haven't seen it. Uh, well, if we get a if we get a lead, hey, I just want to see the offensive line like not fall start. That would be okay. Number one, uh, play smart. Line, not not fall start. That'd be great. And uh, if we get a lead, just defense hold, man. I want to see defense put pressure on when we're up too, because I saw a lot of blitzes okay. last week when we were like when it was, you know, zero to zero, zero to three. But when we got up, we started just dropping back, and uh, the pressure wasn't getting home. So keep pressure on. No, no, no! You said you you hit the nail on the head. Play smart, play physical, pressure the quarterback. But that 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 team is not good. And uh, let's try to let's try to give the fans something. Yeah, man. Let's try to get the fans something, man. Because you know because the show. That out. Liberty game is gonna be spooky. <laughs> oh that Liberty man. game. That Liberty game gonna be spooky that, hours. <laughs> that Liberty game that, is gonna be spooky hours. So to give the fans a nice home treat present before UVA would be something. It would be I'm I'm rewatching the game as we're talking. I just watched Grand Wales throw that play to Malachi Thomas. Malachi Thomas is a playmaker. Yeah, man, he's a good he's a good player. I wish he was healthy more. He is a playmaker. He's been hurt all year. He got the wind knocked out of him on that catch, but he's just a. He's somebody that if we if if we gonna give anybody some more nil money, Malachi Thomas like Daquan oh, yeah. Wright, get give these two some money Ma- or more make money. Them, make them stay, yeah. Make them stay, man. Seward Delane, get him some money. There's <laughs> some young pieces here. That's what I'm seeing too. That's why I'm like still optimistic about the future. Um, but we need to put a game together. We need to get a win. Ooh. 
got to put a game together. But back to Georgia Tech, look, man, I'm not even about to sit up here and bullshit y'all, act like I've been scouting these people all year. I don't know about them people. They ass, we ass, they a little bit more ass than us. Go Hokies. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Uh, I, I believe the number was at like $44 billion or some crazy shit. That's a ton of money. That's like, a ton you, you of money. You put that in perspective, like the commanders are going to sell for like what, five point something billion? Something like that. Yeah, it, Twitter sold for like 10 times that amount. Just a, just a, a, a shit talking platform on, on the internet. Uh, what started out as a little shit talking platform is worth $44 billion or was purchased for $44 billion, uh, give or take. I, I, I look at that situation as do not tell white men what they can and cannot say. There is not a price that they will not pay. There is not uh, a low they won't stoop to. There is not a mountain <laughs> they won't climb when you tell a white man what he can and cannot say and what he can and cannot do. Elon Musk said, oh, no, not only am I buying Twitter, I'm bringing Kanye back. I'm bringing people back. His first order of business, he got the firing people who was in charge of censoring people and blocking people and shit. Hey, man. Don't tell white people what to do and say, bro. Let me ask you as a, as a very experienced old school Twitter user, um, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the veterans, what mm-hmm. do you uh you know what do you foresee happening with the platform? Do you think anything's really gonna change? Uh especially with the new uh you have the people are what paying for paying for verification status, stuff like that. Do you think anything's I think, gonna change? I think a lot of people are about to lose their verification status. And I think it's a good thing. Honestly, I think it's a good thing. What happened with the verification status, and I, I, I remember Twitter in the earlier days, verification meant, okay, there is only one Marshawn Lynch. That's what verification meant. So this bullshit Marshawn Lynch account that's talking about fuck Pete Carroll, people, in the early days of Twitter, people used to believe the bullshit Marshawn, not saying that there was a Marshawn Lynch, I'm just using Marshawn Lynch, but like a fake ass whatever, whatever famous person. And they would talk about like, uh, Hitler's my idol from a fake ass Eli Manning account. And people would actually believe it. Like, <laughs> oh, Eli Manning just said that shit? Why would, he, why would Eli Manning say that? Eli Manning not even on Twitter. Right. You know, shit like that. That was the whole purpose of verified accounts. And somewhere along the way, Twitter started verifying these fucking dweebs. Literally people, everybody. Everybody. Twitter started verifying dweebs. This is the purpose of verification. So people need to know who you are. <laughs> and we need to know that that is the real you. If I don't know who you are, why the fuck are you verifying? Who are you? Exactly. Well, we got to make sure that Craig Weaver, I'm just random name, <laughs> writer from the New York Times is verified. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Who are you? Why would we care if there's a fake one of you online? 
No one. Nobody gives a shit about all the do go get some one of these fake ass verified people like we need our verified check marks. What do you need it for? We don't give a fuck about you. Who are you? Yeah, I mean, we've seen big accounts like, uh, you know, Barstool presidents, shit like that, just say fuck the verification status and they're perfectly fuck fine. Fuck it. Because people know who they are. Right. And that's why I think Twitter's going to be fine. We know who, who, we know who actually has clout and who just needs a verification check. And honestly, there's a lot of people, whether, whether they, whether they push, Whatever agendas, left or right, you know, and they and that that verified check, that blue check, it gives their opinion just a little bit more. Right. <laughs> it puts that that check puts a little bit. See, if I get on Twitter and I say, "Man, I think we should really get vaccinated," you know, it, it, but if I had a check beside my name, it puts a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, this motherfucker know what he's talking about. Right. So that's what the verification. And to those people, these 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 writers, these journalists, the people that work for the New York Times, because this is what Elon's saying. Y'all gonna pay this toll. You want your clout? Pay the toll. Because once he take this check away, what the fuck makes some of these people more different than me? I got four thousand followers. Like some of these motherfuckers be verified with three thousand followers. 2000 they be no fucking body they really be nobody like me i'm nobody i'm saying i'm saying like what the fuck make these people so important and they be having the nerve to have like to be like have like this douchebag mindset yeah i uh us verified users yeah we're we're above you we're not above shit my thing is this: if you don't got if you don't got parody accounts and troll accounts, why are you verified? Get to the real shit. Mm-hmm. These athletes need verification status because somebody can ruin their career faking as them. And I've seen it; and it's happened. If I knock my laptop over, but I've seen uh, people act as as uh, athletes online and post certain stuff. And fans believe, like, yo, why would he post that? And no, it wasn't even him. Well, he got hacked and shit like that. But to Michael Smith, writer for the Albuquerque Times, we don't give a fuck about you, bro. The trolls don't give a fuck about you to make a fake Michael Smith account. Come on, man. Right. And the, 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 account, the account's actually big enough that the people that we actually – would want the verification status on. They make so much money that they don't give a fuck to pay the eight. They could give two shits. They could even give a fuck about the blue check, or like you said, they'll pay the they'll pay the toll. But to yeah, you motherfuckers, yeah, to you fake ass influencers and shit, pay the toll, pay your taxes. It costs to have clout. Clout ain't free no more. That's it for Davi Fridays. Pressing ass, <laughs> take off, gone. Kanye crazy, carry a fucking idiot. Steve Nash got fired. All kinds of bad shit. Mike Mike Zimmer's uh, son died the other day. That was that was pretty terrible. Too. 
And uh, his wife died when he was coaching for the Bengals, too. So he is – I feel bad for him. That's terrible. And his son was only, like, 38, something like that. He was an analyst for the Vikings recently. Don't know what happened. Man. But... Shout out to Mike Zimmer. Shout out yeah. to Mike Zimmer. He put together yeah. some really good defenses for a long time. Yes, he's been around. He's been around. He's been around the block. I remember he used to. He was the DB coach for the Cowboys. Like Mike Zimmer's been around the block. Yeah, man. Like, he's been he around was, the block. He was the he was the guy who birthed Vontez Burfitt. He gave us. If it wasn't for Mike Zimmer, we would not have the Antonio Brown memes we have today. Yeah, Vontez Burfitt, and Vontez. But he was like a five star prospect. And he was undrafted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was undrafted because as college career ended, but like coming out of high school, he was like a five star, and it was like Arizona State. What the fuck? And he was like actually hooping, like balling out. Yeah. And he ran like a six flat forty and had character issues and went undrafted. But you know, I, I I'm the dude where it's like, bro, you get you get talent out of a five star prospect. You don't get that much props from me. But he did go and draft it, but like I follow recruiting, bro. We knew what Vontez was. But uh <laughs> shout out to Mike Zimmer though. Losing no parent ever want to bury their churn. That sucks. So yeah. uh we we we'll keep you in our thoughts. Uh, uh take off. I do go have ahead. good and I do have good news. And in the good news though, I um am officially moving to Cincinnati on December 17th. So just sign my lease it is like yesterday. I will be literally next to the Bengal Stadium right downtown. So anybody who ever comes to Cincinnati, let me know. Uh, especially if you listen to this podcast, you're more than welcome to come hang out. Oh, Don V Fridays, that's in Kentucky. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> Because like that Virginia, like that Virginia Tech fandom, like it stretches to Kentucky. I don't think we stretch to Ohio. So all hey, Virginia. You know Tech what? Fans. I I will say every time I go down there, uh, there are Virginia Tech flags up in the up in the apartments that like down in the city. There's a lot of them. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'll put yeah. one up. I'll put one up when I get down there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. them the engineers. They're scattered, yeah. man, and I didn't realize this too. There's um, there's a lot of engineers in Detroit because we got the automotive industry over here. So a lot of mm-hmm. tech alums come over to Detroit. When I was at the Michigan game, I met one going into the stadium. Um, okay, and we were just we were just chopping it up, you know, getting the Let's Go Hokies chant going, going into the big house. Let's go fucking, <laughs> let's go fucking Hokies. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's a blessing. That's that's that's. That's good. Um, I also had, you know, I, I left where I was from and uh, moved to the big city, you know, make a way. This isn't your first time doing that, but, um, you know, you know how the city is. The city, the city is the city, you know. Oh, Keep yeah. your head on a swivel. Stay away from the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be straight. And, you know, I've never been, I've never been to Ohio before, but, uh, I mean, Cincinnati looks lit. I mean, hey, we got the Bengals right now, so I'm gonna try to hang out with Joe Burrow. Hang out, hang out with, hang out with Joe Burrow. Y'all got the, y'all got the, y'all got the Bengals. Y'all got the red something. Reds. (laughs) (laughs) We got the, we got next year. We'll have the Big Twelve. University of Cincinnati Bearcats too. So Bearcats, Big Twelve. So. Man, shout out to Cincinnati, man. 
great, great, great sports town. We'll it seems it is. So that's the good news we can we can end on. You know, good, good news, good, good news. Many more blessings. But that's it for Davi Friday. Until next week, y'all. God bless. <laughs>